0: Very soon, when Moshiach comes, we will greet him with joy, with singing and dancing, and together we will sing.
1: Welcome to Sunday Shmooze with Rabbi Mendy Kievman from the Chabad House Jewish Community Center on Cedar Street in Milford. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a stimulating discussion of news and humor from a Jewish perspective. Here's Rabbi Mendy. Good morning, Shavua tov, a gute Welcome back to Sunday Shmooze. I missed you last week. I hope you missed me too. It was just gets really hectic during the Yom Tov time, during the holiday time. And as I wrote in my email um, last week when we mentioned that there wasn't going to be a show, each week that there will be a show during the high holiday season, I will send an email announcing the show. Otherwise, you should assume that there will not be a show that day. You'll get the email usually 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning, on Sunday morning, so that you know there's a show that day. Okay, now that we got that scheduling issue out of the way, well, not completely, but sort of, I want to wish you a Gemar Hasimatova, a Shana tova. Before Rosh Hashanah, We bless each other with the blessing that you should be inscribed and sealed for a good year. But on Rosh Hashanah, God inscribes what our year is going to be like. On Yom Kippur, God seals it. So the custom is to, or as uh, Marty pointed out from Dry Bones, is a custom and I want to wish you that you should be sealed. Already, you you hope you were written for a good and sweet year, but now it should be sealed on uh, Tuesday night and Wednesday on Yom Kippur that this year indeed should be a year of goodness, happiness, health, sweetness, and all of the other amazing things of your heart's desire. So I said I was done with the scheduling part of this of the show, but I'm really, really not, because last week we didn't have a show and. Um, Truth be told, I should have really talked about this a few weeks ago, but we know in Judaism, there's no such thing as being too late. So I want to ask you to pull out a sharpie, a big red sharpie, to mark your calendars because you're unavailable. You mark your calendar once, and you'll mark it again and again and again because we're in the middle of the most important month for you. Your most important month of the year is right now. We're showered repeatedly with blessings, amazing blessings, like we had last week of Rosh Hashanah, then we're going to have this week Yom Kippur, next week Sukkot, the week after Shemini Atzeris and Simchas Torah. These wonderful, marvelous holidays, holy days, run the gamut of spiritual energies and truthfully of our human emotions. We have introspection, then we have reflection, self-assessment, regret, tears, apologies, reconciliation, of course, relief, joy, exuberance, and finally, pure celebration. And All of it is filled with love. But it only works if you mark your calendar with a sharpie. These days have to really belong to you. And they have to be marked as sacred. There was a time when these days of the holidays were to a Jew what Super Bowl Sunday was to an NFL fan simply untouchable and non-negotiable. It's kind of like April 15th for a CPA or like Black Friday for the manager at a Best Buy (laughs) or like any day for a guy like Tom Brady. It's out. It's not available. It's occupied. You're out of the office with limited or no access to voicemail. You know, often, when people say to me that a certain date doesn't work for them because they have plans to be, say, in in, in Hawaii. So they're going to be in Hawaii that day. So they say, oh, I can't do X, Y, and Z because I'm in Hawaii that week. Now, that could be in six months from now. And yet, they'll say, I'm in Hawaii that week. It's more than just having plans it's more than having made a commitment it's almost like they're already there we need to learn to talk like that about our Yiddishkeit oh I can't make it because I'm in shul that day we're already there we can't be in two places at once I know it isn't easy it isn't easy to cross a date off the calendar and mark it in a red, you know, sharpie that says unavailable. Because it's too tempting to reopen that schedule for a meeting, for a trip, or for other fun outings. It's the reason that people push off longer awaited trips and getaways. Scheduling conflict. But eventually you realize that you really, really have to do it. How long can you postpone your long-term interests and your long-term wellness for some short-term interests and thrills? So you have to take a Sharpie and mark the dates and go, go to shul. And every single time, you're always, always glad that you did. So here are the dates for the rest of the month that you have to make sure is completely blocked out. And remember, that each date starts on the night before. So Yom Kippur is coming up this coming Tuesday night. So October 4th at night and October 5th the whole day. Then Sukkot, the first two days are October 10th and October 11th. It starts on October 9th at night. And then Shmini Yetzeres and Simchas Torah October 17th and 18th. Go ahead. Go to your calendar, take a Sharpie. Well, you know what's funny? Today you have it on your phone. Just do it on your phone. Block out those dates. You know when you have a choice, you go into Google Calendar and and you say an appointment, you say all day appointment. And what kind of all day? Blocked out. Nothing else can be scheduled on that day. That's like a Sharpie. Kind of like the same thing. But a Sharpie is better because it's irreversible. On Google Calendars, you can still go back and change it. So go. Right now, I'll wait. We, we, we have no rush. We'll, we'll, we'll just sit here. Come on, go to your calendar and mark it off. October 5th, October 10th and 11th, and probably most importantly, October 17th and 18th. You know what's very interesting is every year on the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, <coughs> excuse me, we read the, book, the portion of Nitzavim. Sometimes it's Nitzavim and Vayelach, two portions together. This year, like many other years, it was just Nitzavim. And it begins with the words, I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. And then God continues and says, you shall choose life so that you and your children will live does really have to does God really have to give us a commandment to choose life you'd think that choosing life would be the biggest no-brainer in the history of mankind and yet not for no reason not for nothing does the torah hammer this point home so strongly see because When we're faced with a choice between what we're living from and what we're living for, it becomes not so simple. When you're faced with a choice between making a living and getting a life, not so simple. When it comes to a choice between what looks like freedom but in the end really pins you down and the opposite side, what looks like restriction, but really gives you the greatest wings to soar? Again, it's not so simple. Choosing between right and wrong, when wrong is so much fun, and right can be so annoying, the choice is not so simple. Choosing between the newest technology and the oldest religion? Not so simple. Choosing between making one more dollar Or doing one more mitzvah? Not always so simple. Choosing between giving our kids a good time or better, giving them a good life? Again, not so simple. Blocking days on your busy schedule to slow down and shape up to thank God for the blessings that He's given us. To make sure that our life is an improved one. A purposeful one. A holy life. Again, not so simple. Cancelling meetings and cancelling work days and cancelling fun days just to hear the shofar last week or to fast and pray this week or to build a sukkah and shake a lulav and dance like crazy with the Torahs? Not so simple. And yet, these are the choices that we need to make. This is where we are challenged to choose life. So much so that God says, I'm begging you, choose life. When we pray to God that He should write us into the book of life, let's not forget to write ourselves into the book of life. How? by choosing life at every single opportunity that comes our way. There's a million things that could be or seems to be better than choosing life. But you and I both know when it all comes down to it, choosing life, hearing the shofar, fasting on Yom Kippur, eating in the sukkah, shaking the lulav, and dancing on Simcha's Torah, that lasts forever. That's not a, a a a good feeling for a fleeting moment. That lasts forever. So go ahead, get your sharpie, take out your Google Calendar, and mark the calendar. Block off all those days. And even if you missed you messed up already for us, shana. That doesn't matter. We talked about this earlier. There's always a second chance. There's Yom Kippur. There's Sukkot. There's Simchas Torah. Don't squander it. Choose. Life. (muchas)
0: te da da na 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 te da 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 da
1: that was exciting. It's always wonderful to start off with a bang, with music, with excitement. After all, Simchas Torah is coming. I said it before, on the 17th and 18th of October, Simchas Torah. And you're saying, one minute, today's October 2nd. And Yom Kippur is coming up this week. So why are you so excited about Simchas Torah? In fact, I'm sitting right here in Studio 34, holding the brand new Yisker memorial book with the memorial prayers to be recited on Yom Kippur and then again on Shmini the day before Simchas Torah. Beautiful new book, and it has in it the names of all the dear departed loved ones of our family members of our community. It's a beautiful new Yisker book, different from last year's, Nicer. We always go better and better. Um, For those who are going to be saying Yisker, they'll get to use it on Yom Kippur, and then again on Shmini Atzeres, the day before Simchas Torah, is another time that uh, Yisker is recited. And of course, you're invited to join us for those Yisker. And for those who will not be able to join us, the names of their family members listed in the back of the book will be read aloud um, at or just before Yisker begins. And if you are one of those people and you want the booklet to take home, reach out to me and we'll make a time for you to stop by uh, to pick up a Yisker book. So why am I excited and talking about Simchas Torah when Yom Kippur didn't even come yet? And there's many reasons for that, but most importantly is because Simchas Torah is really the culmination of not only of Yom Kippur, But the culmination of the entire holiday season—it's what we strive for—from the moment we start blowing the shofar at the beginning of the month of Elul, it's really a preparation for Simchas Torah. Let me explain, at least in short. You know, Yom Kippur is known as the Day of Atonement, which Rabbi Manus Friedman refers to in the English at one mint. Atonement, at one, being one with God. But what is it about Yom Kippur? What is special? Why is Yom Kippur a day when God forgives us? Where did it all begin? So it goes back to 3,335 years ago. The Jews came out of Egypt. They were at Mount Sinai. God came down on the mountain and said the Ten Commandments. Moses goes up for 40 days you remember this? You learned this in Hebrew school. And if you didn't, you should probably ask your parents. Well, you should go yourself and get the uh, tuition money back because they should have taught you this in Hebrew school. Moshe goes up for 40 days and he comes back down holding the two tablets. Beautiful tablets. By the way, did you see the beautiful tablets on top of the ark? The new ark that we have in our shul? Oh, those are beautiful. Stone tablets we have up there. So Moshe comes down with these Huge, large stone tablets with the Ten Commandments written on inscribed on it, and he sees that the Jewish people have sinned. They have betrayed God, and they created a golden calf. And he takes the tablets and he, what does he do? He smashes them to the ground. And then over the series of the next 80 days, 40 and 40, first Moshe goes back up to the mountain and asks God to forgive the Jewish, for 40, the Jewish people for 40, spends 40 days doing that. And then finally goes up for another set of 40 days where God tells him, okay, write another, make another set of tablets. And he does that and then he comes back down on Yom Kippur. And that's the day when God says, Salachti kidvarecha. I have forgiven the Jewish people as you have requested, as you have told me to, like your words, as the words that you, Moshe, have said, I've forgiven the Jewish people. From the greatest betrayal, the greatest stray in our relationship to go worship a golden calf right after hearing from God's own mouth, hearing the words of the Ten Commandments, we went to the lowest of the low, and then, on the day of Yom Kippur, the first Yom Kippur of all of history, we went back to the highest of the high. God forgave us, and every single year on Yom Kippur, God forgives us again. And unlike most friends, you know, you get into an argument with a friend because you, you know, they, 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 they hurt you or whatever, you know, and then they come and ask for forgiveness. You give it to them, but they keep doing it a second time, a third time, fourth time, then you say, no, I'm done with you. I'm done with you. I'm not interested in forgiving you I, I don't want a relationship with you. But not God. Over and over again, 3,335 times. We mess up, and then we come Yom Kippur, and God makes it all good again. Start over. No problem. Forgiven. That's joyous. That's a good reason to rejoice. And so we have Simchas Torah to celebrate the Torah that, Moshe, that that Moses brought down from the mountain when God forgave us. We celebrate that with Sukkot and culminating in Simchas Torah. So yes, on, on the 4th, this Tuesday evening, we're going to start fasting and commemorating and celebrating Yom Kippur. But the culmination of all of that, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Success is on Simchas Torah. And for that, I want to remind you right now, now that you know you're ready, blocked out with a Sharpie, all the dates that needed to be blocked out, go to the website, JewishMA.com, J E W S H M A.com, and click on the Simchas Torah link and register to join us. It's all free of charge. We have a, a, a huge dinner on October 17th at 5.30 p.m. It begins at 5.30, but it goes on and on. We'll be finished the first segment of it at 7 o'clock so that the children can get home early. And then we have a huge brunch starting on, on uh, Tuesday morning at 10.30 a.m. And we invite you to join us. And all you got to do is register on our website. So go to the website, click on the Simchas Torah link, and register. Because we'd love to see you. Okay, once you're registering for Simchas Torah, then I'll go backwards. So firstly, I want to invite you, to the guys to register to join us on Saturday night, October 15th at 7.30 p.m. for pizza, scotch, and fine wines in the sukkah. We'd love to have you. It's a beautiful hakel event we're doing for men on Saturday night the 15th. And for women, we're doing on Thursday night October 13th. Soups in the Sukkah. And of course we have regular dinners in the Sukkah. We'd love you to join us. Services each of the mornings on October 10th and October 11th. Then on October 17th and 18th. And then even in the middle we'll have some days where we'll have services. And then of course, if you haven't yet, register for Yom Kippur to join us. Besides to see the beautiful shul, there's no place like being at Chabad on Yom Kippur where you actually get to celebrate this wonderful day when we become one with God. A day of at one atonement. A day of atonement. And I look forward to seeing you. JewishMA.com Go there right now. Register for Simchas Register for the men's party, the hakel party, for the women's hakel party, for dinners in the sukkah, and of course, for Yom Kippur. By now, you probably have a yarmulke on your head. Guys, and if you don't yet, please put a yarmulke or something on your head. Everyone, please, take your right hand. Men, women, and children, take your right hand. Put it on your eyes. Cover your eyes. And let's say together the first line of Shema. And then take your hand off your eyes before the second verse of Shema. Here we go. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Take your hand off your eyes. Baruch Shame, kivod, malchuso leolam vaed. If you have a drink, please. Oh, before you drink, grab a coin. Do you have a coin and a pushka? Especially before Yom Kippur. In fact, when it comes the day of before Yom Kippur, this coming Tuesday, it's a custom to give charity many times over. To have many pushkas and to give many times, give charity many times over. So leading up to Yom Kippur, today's a good day to start. Take some coins or bills. And take your Pushka and let's put some charity in the Pushka. And now take a drink, whatever you have, and please join together with me for the Bracha. Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Shehakol Nehiyah Bidvaro All signs point towards one thing. This is the year for us to reclaim joyous living. After two, actually two plus years of fear, hesitation, isolation, and a plethora of other conflicting emotions, it's time for a fresh start. A fresh, happy start. It's time to get back together. This year of Hakel, could not have been better placed. Hakel comes around every seven years. We've talked about this a number of times already in the last few shows. We'll talk about it again some more. I even have this great uh, recording I'm going to play for you about Hakel. It's on our website, but I'll play it for you on the show today. Every seven years is a year of Hakel of coming together. A year of increased and intensified assembly. And the mitzvah actually is the second to last mitzvah in the Torah. You know, the two final mitzvahs in the Torah that Moshe, Moses, tells us about on the day of his passing is the mitzvah of hakel and the mitzvah of writing a Torah. And it says in the Pasha as follows. We read this yesterday. At the end of seven years, at an appointed time in the festival of Sukkot, when all Israel comes to appear before the Lord your God in the place He will choose You shall read this Torah before all the Jewish people. Assemble the people, the men, women, and the children, the converts, in order that they hear and in order that they learn and revere Hashem. And they will observe to do all the words of the Torah. So in days of old, during the time when the Jews were in the, we had a temple in Jerusalem, the entire global Jewish community would assemble in Jerusalem during HaKel, during Sukkot, and hear the king encourage them in their Jewish observance and celebration. Today, we don't have the temple. We utilize this HaKel year to gather together, feed off each other's greatest virtues, and gain inspiration from each other in our sincere efforts to improve. Yes. It's finally time to get together. And it's time to get serious about happiness. Too much damage has already been done over the past few years to people's nerves. Many people have simply forgotten how living joyfully works. And simply being with other people lifts you up. It gives you life. And it's enough. It's time to break out. So practically, where do we begin? You know, yesterday at the Kiddush, we're celebrating Shabbos. What a wonderful thing. We had Rosh Hashanah on one end, we're going to have Yom Kippur on the other end, and right in the middle is Shabbos. Shabbos is like the motherload of two things that we need for HaKel. Joy and togetherness. The joy of the Shabbos table is legendary. The timeless tradition of inviting others to join you and your family at your Shabbos table is as part of Judaism as matzah balls. Maybe even more. The spirit and camaraderie at the Shabbos table is the cure to the sorrow and solitude that we had during COVID. It's time to make a pivot back to the Shabbos table. Bring Back Shabbos. BBST. Bring back the Shabbos table. Bring back BBB. Bring it back better. Believe me. Take my word for it. The world has never seen a gift. The likes of Shabbos and a Shabbos table. Yes, sliced bread is brilliant. The airplane is monumental. The telephone was genius. And electricity We know is indispensable. Ask anybody in Florida that doesn't have it right now. May God bless them with safety and security as they get through this terrible, terrible storm that they had last week. So we have all these amazing things, starting from sliced bread down to electricity. But Shabbos, Shabbos outshines all of them. Sliced challah is much better than sliced bread. Shabbos lifts us up even higher than an airplane. Shabbos has done more for good communication than even the telephone. And Shabbos is even more crucial to life than electricity. I remember one Shabbos, I was ready to say Kiddush, we had a full table of of, of guests around the table and the lights went out. There was an accident down the block and electricity went dead. You know what? We had candles, beautiful candles lit on the table and Shabbos continued with no electricity. In fact, It was one of our greatest Shabbos dinners. Ask anybody who was at that Shabbos dinner. It was one of the greatest Shabbos dinners we had. No lights. Well, we had light from the Shabbos candles. We made... It was literally... I had the cup in my hand to make Kiddush, and the lights went out. And we had a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos around that table. Joy and human company. The two heartbeats of life come from and at the Shabbos table so your year has arrived let's take back the joy let's take back the friendship let's take back your Shabbos table take back your life this year of hakkel
2: imagine the moment men women boys and girls even babies gathered in the courtyard of the Holy Temple in Jerusalem a veritable sea of humanity all celebrating in the greatest Jewish family reunion ever It's an ancient practice described in the Torah and celebrated in temple times and one of incredible importance today. And it only happens once in seven years. It's the mitzvah of Hakkel. But first, some background. After our nation left Egypt, we found ourselves standing together at the foot of Mount Sinai. Shoulder to shoulder, united as one, we heard God speak. We were inspired, uplifted, and united in our mission to live in the Holy Land as God's holy nation. But what would happen when we finally made it to the Holy Land and settled into the ho-hum of mundane life? Farming, tending to the crops and gardening, fending off hordes of Philistines and Assyrians. How did we keep the Sinai inspiration flowing? That's why God commanded us in the Torah that once every seven years, the Jewish people should take time off of farming to focus on higher spiritual pursuits. This year, known as Shemitah or the sabbatical year, was a time when the field would lie fallow and the study halls were packed, almost a global Shabbat for the people and the land. Before everyone would return to farming, tilling and other mundane tasks, it was time for a one of a kind experience, a chance to bring in all that inspiration. Hakel. After the seventh year on the holiday of Sukkot, every single Jew would gather in Jerusalem and listen to the King read from the Torah. It was an awe-inspiring moment. The trumpets would blast, and seated on a specially constructed platform, the king would read. The people would listen with rapt attention, like they were hearing it directly from God. Sounds a lot like Sinai, doesn't it? When the people left, they were inspired, uplifted, and united in their mission to live in the Holy Land as God's holy nation. But then, the Jewish monarchy disintegrated. The temple was destroyed, and the people were dispersed. Without a temple, Without a king, the mitzvah ceased. We eagerly await the days of Mashiach, when the Temple will be rebuilt, and we'll experience the mitzvah of hakel again. So what does all that have to do with today? Well, now, you and I must be the kings and leaders, and our mini hakel gatherings can take place anywhere, anytime, and in any format. Any time during this year of HaKel that you gather together some Jewish people and share words of Torah and inspiration celebrating Jewish unity, you've just done HaKel. It can be a birthday party, a Shabbat lunch, or a Torah class in your living room. The main thing is that you are together for this purpose and that everyone is inspired, uplifted, and united in our mission to live as God's holy nation.
0: The source of
1: Al-Giyula, Hashem, our Father, our king. That was Benny. Indeed, Aleph Bayz Gimel. Emuna and Bitachon, faith and trust in Hashem, brings Gimel, brings Geulah, brings redemption, a personal redemption. And then of course this year, in fact, today, the global redemption. You know, do you remember when we thought we'd spend the rest of our lives on Zoom? It was just like two and a half years ago. COVID was rampant. Everything was in lockdown. Do you remember that? And everyone was on Zoom. There was Zoom school, Zoom business meetings, Zoom classes, Zoom bar mitzvahs. I'm just glad they didn't try to do trash pickup over Zoom. Back then it seemed like Zoom was going to be the new normal. Baruch Hashem. Thank God as time passes it becomes evident that more people prefer the old normal over the new normal. So perhaps it's time to make it official. It's time to Zoom out. We should Zoom out because While Zooming on occasion is perfectly fine. Nothing can replace the human touch. Meeting on Zoom is just, it's so limiting. You get a small glimpse of the person that you're seeing. You can't see the body language or the pajama pants. And you can't shake hands and you can't get a genuine feel Of the the, the conversation, the, the conversation you're having with that person. It's time to zoom out because zooming in gives us a narrow view. Zooming out will allow us to see the complete picture, to get more information, to know and appreciate everything. Oh, and did you know that this year? This Hebrew calendar year is called the year of zooming out? I bet you didn't know that. And I'm not surprised you didn't know that because I just made that up. But this year does have a name, as I mentioned earlier, which is all about zooming out. I mentioned earlier, this year is the year of hakel, the year of gathering. And it all started in the verses of the Parsha that we read yesterday. Right? Assemble the people, the men, the women, the children, right? The convert, the strangers, in order to hear and in order to learn and fear Hashem. Essentially, God told us back then to zoom out. To zoom out of our monotonous humdrum of life. To zoom out of the endless lists of tasks and chores and to-do lists to zoom out of the here and now and appreciate the big picture. The Hakil gathering in the Holy Temple was a fantastic moment because it enabled us to value who we are and to spend time thinking about our mission and our purpose in life. But what about now? What about now? How do we have that today in this year of Hakil without the temple and without the millions of Jews gathering together in the temple? The Rebbe had a group of visitors visit him in the 80s just at the beginning of the HaKel year and the Rebbe said to them if I have a chance, if we have time to, I'll read more of the excerpts of that talk that the Rebbe spoke to them in English but the Rebbe said to them when the temple is not here physically which is what we have so far right now till Mashiach comes, we must do even more in the area of HaKel. This powerful quote that the Rebbe said reminds us of the power of HaKel that we all have. The ability to bring people together and unite them to strengthen their faith and to strengthen their connection to God and the Torah. The Hebrew year 5783 Tough Shin Pei Gimel seems to come as I said earlier. It's perfect timing. It's time to say goodbye Zoom and hello Hakel. It's time to become a Yid, a, a, a Jew of Hakel. And what that means is this: It's very, very simple. We talked about this on Rosh Hashanah. I'm reiterating it to you today, and for those who missed Rosh Hashanah, I'm telling it to you for the first time. To be a HaKel Yid is something really special. There's great blessings promised for those who become a HaKel Yid. A HaKel Jew. How do you become a HaKel Jew? How do you become part of HaKel Nation? The answer is very simple. You need to take upon yourself to make at least one HaKel gathering. Now, of course, you can make many HaKel gatherings. And as I explained on on Rosh Hashanah, All it takes is a couple of people. You and a couple of people. So at least three of you. Three Jewish people get together, say some words of Torah, a Torah thought, something to inspire the other two or the other ten or the other 50 that are there, however many you want to invite, or however many come together, do a mitzvah like giving tzedakah and boom, you're a hakelyid. So to become a hakelyid is to take that resolution that at least once this year, Preferably in the next, within the next sixty days, you're going to set a date when you're going to invite people to your home or to some other place, invite Jewish people, and get together and do the hakel. It's like a dance. Do the hakel. It's not an actual dance, but it's something you do. And if you're worried, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to talk about? How am I going to? I'm embarrassed. That's what Rachi and I are here for. We'll help you from beginning to end. We'll help you decide what you want to talk about, how to inspire the people with some words of Torah. We'll help you with getting kosher snacks or kosher food. If you want to make an all-out meal, kosher food. If you just want to have snacks, a fabrengan, so we'll help you get the kosher snacks. We'll help you figuring out what mitzvah to do. A simple one, obviously, is always tzedakah. Charity box with coins and bills to put in the tzedakah box. And if you invite us, we'll join you too. So all you have to do is say, Rabbi, I'm in. I wanna be a Hakel Yid. I wanna be part of Hakel Nation. And I wait for your email to tell me that you're in. We're also gonna put up on our website a page where you'll be able to sign up to be a Hakel yid, to be part of Hakel Nation. And I look forward for you to join us because if when we resolve now, before Yom Kippur, we resolve to become Hakel Jews that we're guaranteed that we'll have all the blessings we need this year and the ultimate blessing we should have is the blessing of the huge hakel where all the millions of Jews from around the world will come together in Jerusalem in the temple and the king will read for us from the Torah. May it be now. Outside a bar, a nun is standing there and preaching whoever would listen screaming out loud on top of her lungs drinking is bad it's against God's will drinking is truly evil you'll be punished for every drink a man on his way into the bar goes over to her and says to her have you ever tried it? have you ever tried drinking? so the nun says no I never never did so the man says to her I'll tell you what you try it once, and if you don't like it, I'll give up drinking forever. So the nun says, okay, but do me a favor. Bring me the drink in a teacup. I don't want people to see me drinking. You know what? Let me taste the, the McAllen 40-year-old single malt scotch whiskey. Anyway, the guy goes into the bar and says to the bartender, please give me... Two shots of the McAllen 40-year-old single-mold scotch whiskey in teacups. The bartender smiles and says to the guy, Why? Is the nun outside again? Bada boom. Ladies and gentlemen, before I go, I want to remind you, very, very important. Yom Kippur begins this Tuesday evening. We're going to start... Uh, Kol Nidre at 5.50 p.m. Begins with the blessing of children. That's right. You have the opportunity to give your children a blessing. Preferably, bring your children with you or your grandchildren and bless them at the shul. But if they're not going to be here with you, that's okay. You can still bless them. We have the special blessing that is said for them. So 5.50, we light the candles and then Kol Nidre. On Wednesday morning, we begin... At ten thirty in the morning, there's yisker during the day during the morning service. The, the mincha and the afternoon service begins at four forty five. The last service, known as Ne'ilah. begins at five forty five p.m. and that goes until we blow the shofar, just before the end of the fast. The fast ends at seven o four p.m. and then. We have the most amazing Break the Fast buffet of bagels, lox, cream cheese, and a whole host of other stuff. Delicious, delicious foods. Every year, our own Rosencrantz uh, takes up a collection and people donate a minimum of $50 towards it. And every family could and should, if you can, then you should take part in sponsoring this um, huge Break the Fast. But more importantly than sponsoring it is being there and eating from it. We'd love to see you. We'd love you to join us. And all you got to do is go to our website, jewishma.com and make sure you're registered for all the services that you're going to be coming, whether it's Nidre, whether it's the morning and, or Yisker or the afternoon and the break the fast. Whatever it is, join us and celebrate your day of at one mint, your day of atonement. And then, of course, we'd love you to join us for Sukkot dinner in our Sukkah whether you, you have a chance to join us on the, the 10th or the 14th, or to join the women for the hakel uh, soup in the sukkah on the 13th, the men's pizza and, and, uh, and scotch in the sukkah on the 15th. And everyone, we want to see you for the Simchas Torah dinner on the 17th, at uh, beginning at 5.30 p.m., and the Simchas Torah brunch, on the 18th beginning at 10:30 a.m. Ladies and gentlemen, it's an honor to have been able to be back here on the Shmooze, the Sunday Shmooze program with you. I'm happy that you took the time to listen with me and I look forward to seeing you over the next few weeks a bunch of times. I wish you a gamar chasimatova, a year of sweetness, goodness, light, joy, and good health in every aspect of your life and you, for you and your families. And remember, your next deed will change the world. So make it a good one. HaKel now! lechayim. You've been listening to Sunday Shmooze with Rabbi Mendy Kievman from the Chabad House Jewish Community Center on Cedar Street in Milford. For more information on the Chabad House, including upcoming events, adult programs, Hebrew school, and more, visit gotchabad.com. That's G-O-T-C-H-A-B-A-D.com. Shalom. <laughs>
0: pela Bolívia. Have a lavose <laughs> in me, doi, 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 doi,